Okay, here we are. Nice to be together. I'd like to welcome Sam, Tony's brother. Nice to have you with us. You know, I was thinking that um, we talk about having the mind of the Lord and knowing what the mind of the, the Spirit is. But I also thought, you know, if we always had that instantly, the test would be over, wouldn't it? If I always knew how God looked at stuff. I mean, that's what I see. Can I look at this the way you look at it? You know, can I think about this the way you think about it? But if I always knew that, you know, the, the need and the trial of my faith would be finished. And uh, it's not yet, so... Uh, so we come in faith tonight and trust. We say, Lord, uh, you know what we need more than we do. Um, it's important, the Bible says, we don't always know how to pray. I've said a lot of prayers, fortunately, quietly in my closet because they're embarrassing. Um, <clears throat> but I do know this, that we have a Heavenly Father that knows what we need and even knows what we need tonight. And so let's come in faith and say, Lord, you know, let your spirit have free course among us. Yes. Um, you know, the great thing about the Holy Ghost is specific to touch places in our hearts that um, only He knows about. So, thank you, Lord, for your spirit here tonight. Thank you for faith in our hearts. Thank you for the gathering, Lord. We ask you would be with us. Amen. Good, let's gather.
up from the from the past. And Aaron Cedar's not here. I haven't seen him since Monday, but. In keeping in the, of the spirit of Aaron Seeger, we're going to sing. We sing glory, honor, and heavenly armor will enter the land. Everybody remember that one? Yeah. Okay. In heavenly armor will enter the land.
just coming uh, in the last short while about um, the need for us not in our walk to really keep it fresh in our walk with God and, and um, to not be so predictable. I mean, God is very predictable in terms of his faithfulness, but he really is unpredictable in the way he moves and keeps us at times on edge, keeps us off guard. I was thinking while David was talking about if we had all-knowing, where would the test be? And I'm thinking, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, <laughs> but you know, without that, we, we know what happens without, a, without affliction. Right, and I don't, I don't invite that on anybody, but we need a certain amount of conflict to drive us on. And I was thinking, what could I do different tonight? I thought maybe we could just, if we, we just start out speaking rather than have worship, do something different. I could maybe speak Spanish here, and someone can interpret. <laughs> Brother Abel could interpret English for me. Gracias. Um, you think I know a little bit more about after having three years of Spanish, but I never, I didn't do too well in it for whatever reason. But that, just doing something different for the sake of doing something different doesn't, um, really doesn't do it. But I do feel tonight to, to, to put a caution out here that just to, I feel like, um, you know, we're, we're part of Gideon's 300, you know, that rather than just indulge when they came to the drink, they didn't, you know, they knelt down, they put, they put their hand down and brought it up to their mouth. I mean, just like watching and not just indulging I mean, that could appear on one hand like you're just um, abandoning yourself. But on the other hand, it, you know, there's a need really to be, to be vigilant about what God is doing. Because I think sometimes we, we take a beat, beating, in, so to speak, needlessly. And, and rather than having really stopped and just really inquire of God to find out what... What are you doing? What are you saying? What's going on? Or we worry about something and get so far down the road before we catch ourselves. But um, some of this was, I'm going to start out about the need to, um, I'll just talk a little bit about tradition. That's been a lively topic here in recent times. And, it, and it's been good, actually. Most of it. But, um, Open Windows had a, had a devotion a couple days ago, and he was talking about there in Second uh, Thessalonians, you know, when Jesus was addressing the Pharisees, for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. You know, so bound to keep their tradition that they really render ineffective the living word that was there in their midst. And um, Open Windows was referencing... I'm not going to say his name, but Open Windows was saying that a true revelation of Christ 
in us, you know, that's fresh and alive, it leads to stability, assurance, confidence. It leads to wonder, uh, freshness. It leads to life. But it also leads to an aspect of loneliness, which is what a lot of that was about. And that really is a loneliness that's a result of, that's because, you know, I suppose most men would rather stop when they get something in their sights that's really fresh and real at a time. They just stop there and they build around that. And they don't go further. And they're very content to stay there rather than to go on. And I felt like um, the word Saturday was, I listened to it a second time. Um, some words are good enough you want to listen to them the third time even. You know, just to really get, you know, what, what is the Spirit saying? Because it needs to be very specific, right? Maybe God's saying something to you tonight, very specific, in a direction that has nothing to do with what I'm saying. That's okay. As long as you're inquiring, as long as you're consulting and looking for God to, to make clear and to reveal himself. But that word, Saturday, was, was on the fullness of the Spirit and to stay in pursuit. But I think our, our tradition, in a way, can hinder us. And I think, um, you know, we've had, what, for the last two or three years, right? I don't know when it started, but just maybe since covid Everybody started liking eating and home, whatever, you know, no. COVID brought a lot of changes, right? You talk to people and it's like, oh, I, anymore uh, you know, in businesses, are you, are you at home or are you at, and most of the people really work from their home, at least that I deal with online people. And then most of them are pretty fish, e efficient, but sometimes you hear dishes clanging and stuff like that. But anyway, um, all that said, um, I think it's been important uh, in, in, that we talk about these things. Um, and I'm, I guess I could say for me, I'm very, I think I'm willing in my heart to, uh, though at times fought very, uh, paid a price, I guess, many of you as well, for the standards or the traditions that we have held here. Um, but I really, really believe in my heart, um, you know, I'm, I'm willing to move away. I don't, they had value. It's like the things that God took you through that were so painful. It's like you look back and you know, you wouldn't want to sidestep that. You wouldn't want to go back to it. Right. But, but I, it's a point of reference. And I guess that's in some of our discussions, I, like I was appreciative when people ask questions like, well, what do these, you know, like your children ask, do they, what do these commandments, what do these things mean? Why did you guys come up with this thinking? Seems crazy now, some of the standards that we have moved on from. But it, it's, it, it means something the way we transition away from a standard. And it's always good, you know, I, I try to ask anybody that I'm dealing with, whatever it is, like to try to get a point of reference rather than just make a judgment that, this is wrong, we're gonna move away, or you need to do this. This is, you know, find out. There's usually a reason why 
people are the way they are or why they've done, they do things the way they do or why they was telling somebody recently like about somebody's like, well, let's just say any of us, you lift the hood in our family, there's reason why you get what you get from people here. It's, you know, that's what we want to try to move away from. But there's, there, it's helpful when you're talking to somebody to just try to approach that with a level of understanding that there's a reason why they respond a certain way. There's a reason why we've had certain traditions. And it's just, from my perspective, it's nice to know that, that when we make changes that they come as a result of you know, prayerful discussion and not just somebody that's tired of this and they're gonna push a new agenda. And even that can be God, I'm not, you know, I'm not afraid of that even as well. But, you know, traditions in and of themselves are not inherently evil. You know, Paul says, um, stand fast, therefore, and hold to the traditions. He's exhorting them that you have been taught, right? Whether by word or by epistle. But the problem with a, a tradition, and I think, I was thinking about um, Brother Bill, someone said he, he did a good job with a, kind of like in, in the Word and in the family meeting. Um, and he, he's really good at that kind of stuff in, in Ireland. But I was thinking about him in, in this light because he really is, um, probably if anything, he's, he is, he's wanting to break from some of the traditions that we've had. Like, you know that. You can feel it at times. Like we get through the worship so that we can get to the Word. Whatever, you know, there's, there's truth in it, um, but probably he's, he's been that way. And I'm, what I'm saying is not by way of explanation, but it's like, not like the elephant in the room, but you know, he is somebody that really is, you know, he, whether it's our prayer time, whatever it is, you know, anything that to, to his way of thinking, smacks of uh, tradition, you know, he's, he's, He's testy about that. And um, we all can see it, right? <laughs> and perhaps sometimes I think some of you would like some of us to do something about it, maybe. Um, but I say uh, one thing about Brother Bill, and I'm, I'm, I didn't come with all this, and I'm not sure where I've gone with it. And I said all this to him. But I've learned at times over the years that about the time you've, you throw out the baby with the bathwater, then there was something that he said that really you want to hold to. But I just know he really have, has been under a burden that, uh, and he can't, he can't control the way we transition away from standards and traditions either. But I, I have, I, I have, I listen, you know, and that catches my attention. But with all that, and here's, here's where I'm going with this. And maybe, maybe not too far down the road I can sit down, having said this. But I do think it's important in what we've come through and come to, for the most part, has been good. Maybe some of it's yet to be seen. And I, and I know we haven't arrived yet. We had this lengthy discussion uh, Saturday morning. And there is a growing need, like, you know, that... that not, not to create things 
so that our young people stay or our, or our young people make it their own. But there has to be in a, something that we assume ownership for something. Like we, we make an investment in something, wherever it is. Maybe it's in, in, you know, in a relationship in the community. You know, something that you, that you sow to, that you know, that you, and you, you really ask God about it, and you, and you see that God, ultimately, though there's resistance at first, maybe, but something changes, and you, and you know, like, hey, you know, you, you were, you had a part of that. It's like, I'm not, it doesn't pay to create programs to keep people. We're glad to have you with us tonight. Sam, did you, you used to live in Ava? Is that right? For you were come up there earlier on. Yeah. Okay. You ever get back there? Yeah, I go there all the time. Do you? Oh, good. Probably see some some good changes maybe over the years, huh? Oh, big time. Yeah. Good, big time. Well, if you would have been here 20 years ago and came into this tonight, hopefully you could say the same about us. Yeah. Big time changes. But there's still a lot of changes yet I think God is really looking for out of us. And as important as it is to talk about and make the necessary um, adjustments, you know, when we're talking about transitions, I, I'll tell you what's of greater concern, at least from where I sit here tonight, and that's to, to safeguard against reaching a place spiritually and being content with where we've come to. As much as we fought to get here, the subtlety of, of just tapering off and becoming um, spiritually bored, that's the problem with the internet. There's, you know, you become so accustomed to all that data. As just talked with John Haas, it was data. What did he say? What's the word he used? Data. But you get it so quick and it's, when it comes to the things of God, it's a little bit different. But we understand the danger of, of, of settling back on those things spiritually and become accustomed to a certain level rather than realizing that, that there's a newness and there's a freshness of the Spirit of God available to us, which really was the essence of what I got out of it. So that's a challenge that I want to put here before us. We put more significance on, you know, <clears throat> not holding to some form of tradition that is void of the, of the presence of God spiritually. I don't, I don't know what, you know, I, and sometimes that, that takes on different expressions. The most, I, I was thinking, I was talking to somebody not too long ago and I could see not that it wasn't getting anywhere, but what they really needed was not spiritual talk. I honestly felt, and it's, I have to say I felt like I got some help. I just, you, you should just go take a walk. Like, go do something different. Just change up. Like, just go out and take a walk. I don't know if that helped or not, but that's what came. Sometimes that, the, the, you just need to do something different if you're stuck. And, and sometimes it starts in the natural when it can go into the spiritual where, where you... How, I mean, we've become so familiar at times and this is where we need to safeguard. So predictable. Like, what if I, what if I did calisthenics here tonight? 
I, I do a few here, but not this easy. That's different, isn't it? You ever see me do this? <laughs> Maybe you see me differently. Maybe I'm not so predictable. What if I just, you know, shut everything up and sat down here? Let somebody else pick up the pee. That would be, that could be good, right? I mean, we're talking about the vastness of a God that we serve. That is, he is far from border. And Sister Betty, is, is it Sister Betty that says about if you're bored, it's because, if, what is it she say? You're boring. If you're bored, you're boring. I know it was, uh, well, better, I better repeat this because it was Joe Latour's spiritual mother said, if you, what was Cora Nixon? If you're not hitting oil in 10 minutes, stop boring. So we'll try to keep this moving. But we, we understand, I mean, just in the natural, like as, as a people here, um, we have to safeguard. Because now more than ever, um, we, we, the Lord has blessed us as a people. We've said this. This is no revelation. Some of the problems we have we're facing because we have, you know, we're a little bit, we have uh, aspects of revenue and funding that we never have had. And where did that come from? You have to know where we have gifted people in businesses and gifted people in our school and in our kitchen and, you know, everywhere. Everywhere you look, they're, they're, it's a gift. I'm grateful for anywhere there's excellence in any, anything that somebody takes pride in in the right kind of way, I'm grateful for. But it's a, it's a gift. But where, where we are, if we're not careful, you know, we, we have come thus far in, in, in a way because we have learned how to, to work through needs. Right, and just raw need, as Nathan was saying, was it too? Last time he spoke, you hit on this, just what it took to survive. And now that, now isn't it interesting? Isn't it like God? The level of it, there's a greater need, but it's not coming the same way. Like we're hitting walls in the spirit. We're hitting walls health-wise. Is it? You know that that are just every bit as needy, but they're different expression, different form. But how, how are we doing, right, with the test of, of abundance? Like we, we didn't even skip a beat about keeping permanent fund. You know, over the years, how many hours we spent on that? I mean... Can I tell you what we did at the first? Does anybody want to know? No, nobody wants to know that. <laughs> but we started, to, it all went in. And then we would, every year we would discuss, can we, can we give a little bit more to the family? Was it last year too? And that'd be the year before? Was it last year? Everything went to the family? Oh yeah, that was a banner year. We, we understand, as a, I won't read this maybe, but it's in Deuteronomy 8. You should 
I've read it numerous times in recent years. The purpose of the blessing is not to get wealth. Right? He, he gives... He blesses to keep covenant, right? I'm thinking, you know, I have... <laughs> I've had, I have a burden for our storage. Right? Fixing up the old shop. Like it just, I thought, the thing's not going to sink into the ground. We might as well make use of it. So it's just been pretty congested over the... You know, we haven't done much with it since we moved out of it. But trying to clean it up. Trying to get organized. Now, that's, that's not like, you know, in Luke 12, oh, the idea of what shall I do with all my, we build bigger barns and better shops so we can store our wealth. That's not what it's about. It, <laughs> I'm really doing that, or my burden and Abel's been down there, others, is so that we can get our storage organized, so that we can move it out quickly, so that we can give it away. How about that? That's why I'm pressing it. If there's something, that's a little advertisement. Again, no, I won't make an advertisement. But I don't like to store things that we are not using. Find somebody that needs it off the farm and let, send it away. But that, that's a, chest, a, a challenge for us as a people. Will we hold the blessing and the abundance to ourselves and, and try to preserve it? Or will we release it and give it back? So, the purpose of the blessing is not just to enhance our lives. And I think we understand we'll miss it if we hold it to ourselves. This, this passage in De Deuteronomy 8, um, uh, you know, he just goes over, you know, remember all the way which the Lord led you those 40 years to humble you, to know what was in your heart. See what, so that you would know that man does not live by bread alone. And the things that he, that he went through to humble them. And it's amazing what God still as a people will take us through to really to humble us, right? As he did, as he did them. But the, in verse 11, it says, Beware lest you forget the Lord. Beware lest you forget the Lord. And, and that takes places when you are eaten and are full. And you have everything coming. You have goodly transportation. Interesting, we still have the, the challenge of the river. Like that's, that's bigger than us, isn't it? <laughs> we can buy bigger and better cars. We can buy bigger and better equipment, build nicer homes. But, I mean, we really need deep pockets and God moving on us to give us help out there with that river. Maybe that's why we have it. That's one of the few things that we have to kind of work with and yield to, right? The Lord knows. He'll help us around that. Um, verse 18 there, I'll just read this. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he sware unto thy fathers, as it is this day. He really, the wealth is there to fulfill the covenant. It, it's a result of a relationship, right? It's, it's a result. It's not something that we seek for. It, it, no challenge for him to give. It comes as a result. 
And that beware is a warning. That means that's to hedge about with thorns. Like if I, if I cross the line and I forget, like my conscience is pricked, right? That's what happened to Paul. It says because of the revelations, he was giving what? Given what? Given a thorn. Anyway, you know, we understand it's, it's arrogance that really would forget God. I mean, how, how can you forget? That means to mislay. Like, mislay God? Could it be? Yeah. Why would it be in here if it's not possible to mislay God? Anyway, <clears throat> I'll conclude with this. And I'm glad it's, it's trying to keep it tight. I, I do appreciate the message we've, we have been hearing. Um, and it, it just, a, it's a, it's a, it's a cattle shock. Like there's, there's more, there's more to God than what we've had. I'm glad to where we've come, but you believe there is, is more like in your heart to the point where you and I are willing to contend for it, to, to ask for it, to, to invite it. You know, the, the whole message was to, to, to participate. There's an invitation to participate with the work of the Holy Spirit. That's an incredible thing. And I mean, to be, to be co-laboring with the Holy Spirit, when you think of that, what, what does that mean? I mean, that's one thing up here, but it means, you know, at the beginning, it's like, God, I, I ain't gotta, I'm gonna ask you for that. I'm gonna trust you. That you, you put that fire in my heart. Put that hunger in my heart that will not sit back, will not settle, will not in any way compromise. I don't know how else to say it. I can't create it. Only, only by us yielding to the Spirit of God. Can that come? Anybody, you know, I'm thinking about When you hear about a new discovery, it's just, you know, pretty awesome, isn't it? Like some, and I, I'm not into science that much. Maybe some of the scientists could, re recent discoveries. Anything come to mind, Ted or Don, science teachers, Megan? Any recent discoveries like? like how to grow a bone back, starting with fat tissue. How to grow a bone back, starting with fat tissue, that's pretty, yeah. How do we grow? Artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my word. How the created art. AI. Yeah. It's amazing. But here's a question tonight. Do you really believe, do I really believe that there is more to be discovered about God? Did anybody, has anybody made any recent discoveries about God? that they could help me with tonight. I had one recently, just Monday. I woke up and I, and I, um, it, when I say a discovery about God, it's like it's been there all along, all of a sudden you just realize it just becomes alive. Well, when I woke up Monday, um, 
and I have been get, like getting up like real early, getting awake like like real real early, then not being able to get back to sleep. So I get up, but I I got up in the middle of the night and I went back to bed a couple hours later. But when I woke up, I, I felt I felt the Lord was so clear to me in a way that I have not realized. Like I just just clear, like and that. That yielded an inner confidence. I mean, I didn't realize it. When you're not clear about what God is doing, there's fear, there's torment, there's uncertainty, there's, a, there's just an angst. It's not a, not a good feeling. And we have to learn to live with uncertainty. Because we live more with that than we do, I think, clarity, when you really got a beat on it. But I just realized that it just was, and I got in the Word, and it just was like, I was working on something else, but it just was the way it was coming. Like, you just know you're getting some help. And I realized what I, what I thought it was, was this, discovering. <clears throat> My wife had asked me to do something, and I just at first said, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, no, 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 no. And I finally, uh, the night before, I, you know, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. And uh, I think that's really what it was. I just, someone say something, Abel, is that, what'd you say? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for some hard heads like me, um, but, but just, just something as simple as first considering somebody else's need and just say, okay. Now I went and I had obviously and then I had a little bit of an agenda that I added, but I but <laughs> can't toot my horn too much. But I really I really felt like that's something that, that, that God was made, was made had made clear to me. That I knew but just like lost track of it. Like when you when you yield. I think there's people here that carry just the presence of God and, and it, there's no magic to it other than just there's a willingness to lay their life down. Did anything else come to anybody? I'm, I'm like a new discovery about God, maybe for you. Or, no. Okay. Well, I'll conclude with this couple of verses about God that. I thought I would describe as like um, just one aspect of God, kind of like that story about the, uh, the blind people, the three people that were blind, just describing an elephant. So this is more from my perspective. You know that, that story, right? How a guy felt the husk. The t I said husk. <laughs> and he thought it was an ear of corn? No. <laughs> But this, this is an aspect of God that I want to leave you with. And I'm just going to read these for your consideration. Lest we get bored. Lest we, lest we feel there's no more, not much more to this. Like, we, we got a pretty good beat on this, right? This is in Romans 11. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments. And his ways past finding out. That, 
There's a depth to God for to say his ways are past finding out. Search him out. But there are certain aspects of God that just there's so much more to search. Job 5 says, I would seek unto God and unto God would I commit my cause, which doeth great things and unsearchable, marvelous things and without number. Job 11, can you fathom the deep things of God or discover the limits of the Almighty? Maybe, you know, I started this about the revelation of Christ in you. Perhaps, perhaps when we're talking about the richness and the vastness and the depth of God, how about considering our brother, the Christ? Maybe there's more to discovery in one another if we will mine for it, if we will call it forth. Yeah, I know, so-and-so. He's pretty predictable. They're, they always say this. Okay. At least check yourself. Maybe there's something you haven't discovered. Job 37. Oh, this is a, like this transition translation. The Almighty is beyond our reach. He is exalted in power. His justice is great and righteous he does and in righteousness he does not oppress psalm 36 your righteousness is like the highest mountains your judgment are like the deepest sea O lord you preserve man and beast psalm 92 how great are your works O lord how deep are your thoughts toward me such psalm 139 such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Isaiah 28. For the Lord shall rise up as in Mount Horizon. He shall be wroth as in the valley of Gibeon, that he may do his work, his strange work. You know, sometimes the things of God appear strange. Like, but that's the way he moves. Not so predictable. That he may do his work, his strange work, and bring to pass his act, his strange act. And that was, uh, that was a reference to uh, Joshua asking for the sun to stand still over Gibeon. And lastly... 1 Corinthians 2, it says, but it is, as it is written, I thought of this the other day when David was speaking, just about the clarity that the Lord is bringing. Right? I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all the things, yea, the deep things of God. And as we, as we offer 
as we give place in our comings and our goings, in conversation, to give place to the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God can show you. The Spirit of God can quicken something. The Spirit of God can reveal. That means to take the cover off. It's like it was there all along, but you just, we haven't seen it before. And I feel like in my heart, I'm in need of the Lord to take the cover off. Like I, I want a different perspective. In, in areas like I feel just held captive by how I frame events. It's like, God, can you, can you help me? Can you take the cover off? Can you show me? Can you reveal a higher purpose in this? What it's all about? Like, what, what is it purpose? There's a higher purpose tonight, folks. If we really will search it out by the Spirit. There's a higher purpose. There's no, no room for spiritual, for spiritual boredom, boredom. And I believe... I believe there are things, and I'm not just um, pitching this out, that there are very specific things that the Spirit is longing to, to show and reveal if we'll ask, if we'll pursue. That, that really would be helpful in relationships, helpful the way you show you and me a different way of carrying something. Frequently, we're just are just our issues of the way we we carry them. Carry a burden rather than just give it back. Perspective holds a lot of power. So let's ask the Lord tonight as we go. Whoever says something next, you know, add to this hopefully. That God will show us, give us the right perspective to really reveal Himself a new and a fresh. I think uh, this is very clear. <clears throat> I've been in a lot of discussions about tradition, and I think um, I think the Lord does bring along things to make sure that we're still connected to the source of life. Uh, I think that's the difference between tradition and form: is whether the the spirit is at work in what you're doing. You can do something new, and it's exciting for a while to change it up. But actually, if the the spirit is not at work in what you're doing. It doesn't matter. And you can do the same thing that the Lord's directing and reach into the Lord and only he fills the form. That to me is the difference between tradition and form. There's a lot of traditions that the Lord has blessed us with that are a, really a heritage um, that, that was uh, given to us by 
incredible people that were before the Lord, and, and uh, even when you know, I was a kid, and I've, you know, I don't know, I've been in a lot of different formats, you know, different ways of doing things, but um, nothing is ever the same if the Lord is involved in, in what's happening. And I was thinking, as my dad was talking about, um, what he's really getting at is just becoming dull in the complacency of really the provision of the Lord. It's very easy to do that. It's actually a very frightening thing. The, 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 record, the record of the people of God is that when they were blessed and when they were fat, things did not go well. That's really the testimony of most of the things. If you read through, a lot of the great kings started really well, and then the Lord blessed them, and they forgot God. That's, a, that's not a great thing. But I was thinking about actually the... Um, I was just reading and just realized this is actually a theme as well, but thinking about Eli and about Samuel, because Eli just was carrying on the tradition of priesthood, and the life that was in, involved in what he was doing was totally forgotten, to the point that he was just using the service of the priesthood just to serve himself and his family. And a guy comes along, he's a man of God, comes to Eli and says, Thus saith the Lord, did I plainly appear unto the house of thy father when... You know, you were young and chose him to be a priest unto Israel, to offer upon my altar, to burn incense, to wear an ephod before thee, to give to the house of thy father all the offerings made by fire. Why therefore kick ye against my sacrifice, which I have commanded in my habitation, and honoreth thy sons above me to make yourselves fat with the chiefest of the offerings of my people? What an awful thing just to be using the provision of the Lord for yourself. That's not a great thing. What does the Lord have in mind with the provision? I, my dad said something. I just, it was a good thing that I started looking at the word covenant here. The blessing of the Lord is to keep covenant. That's a good line to have. That, that is what the Lord is doing. I mean, it would, it would be... I'd way rather be still poor, striving over, you know, lentils and cabbage and things that I didn't like. But know that the Lord was the one providing for us than to be fat and happy and to forget God. That's not good. That's... That's, a, that's really the danger of all humankind that happens. And you know what the Lord says here? He's like, I'm going to wipe you out. There's not going to be any old men in your entire family. And I'll raise up a faithful priest that shall do according to all that is in my heart. You want to be a part of that group um, that is aware of the work of the Spirit. That's about as good as I can say it. Are you sensitive to what the Lord is doing every day? In their tradition, you know... Next week and next week and the next week, there's a lot of sameness that's going to go on. There's a lot of the tradition that's going to go on. There's a lot of things that are going to repeat. But I want to be aware of what the Lord is saying in those things. And I was thinking, if you look at what happens here, you know, and the child ministers unto him, and it says, And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple, the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down, that the Lord called Samuel and answered, Here am I. And he goes to Eli and he says, you called, and, and uh, you know, and you know, Eli is so out of tune with what God says. He's like, I didn't say anything. Go back to bed. And Samuel comes back a second time. He's like, you know what? I heard something. Uh, here I am. And he's like, I didn't say anything. Go back to bed. The third time, the old man's like, you know, I vaguely recall that I'm here to serve the Lord. Maybe something is going on. You know, if it happens again, buddy, and I, I got an idea. If it happens again, try this. Try, okay, Lord, speak for your servant heareth. I mean... And thank God that he did. But I don't want it to take three times on my way out of the, you know, on my way sliding out of what God was doing. You know, the guy that's coming in that's aware of the Lord 
You want to be Samuel that, that is aware to hear the voice of the Lord. I mean, that is the difference that makes all the difference in the world. It just in the middle of the day when the Lord makes me aware of something, I've just been finding, man, I'm so thankful, Lord, that you had the patience to make me aware of what you're doing. Because the rest of the day is just, it's just going on with humanity if you're not at work in my heart. That's tradition, you know what I mean? America hasn't done a great job just carrying on with tradition. It's gonna go south. When the Lord is at work in your life, when you're sensitive to what the Lord is doing, boy, when things get quiet, you can actually hear the voice of the Lord. That's a great thing. That's being alive, you know? That's, that's the day being a new day. That's the Lord being at work in your life. That's the Lord filling tradition with the Spirit. And that, you know what I can say about that? That is the only thing that never gets old. Everything else, I don't care what you strike out to do, maybe it's a new occupation. After a couple of years, it's gonna get old. The, the life that the Spirit brings in my heart, that is, you can do the same thing your whole life and it can be fresh if the Lord's at work with you. That's what I want my kids to get a hold of. Lord, what are you doing in my life? What do you have for me tonight? What do you have for me this week? What is the purpose of your blessing? You're keeping covenant with me. That's good news. You all look so excited, I know, because of that. I know you can hardly go out and get after that. But that is the difference, simply the difference of being at work with the Lord or just, just getting through another day. I hate that thought of just... I got through today. You know, what I, I beat on some people, I beat on some contractors, I got through. No, Lord, there's purpose in every day. Don't let their, don't let their tradition become formed by becoming disconnected and becoming used to the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord is for a really specific purpose. And there's a very few people that can actually take the blessing of the Lord and not slide off the trail with it. I want to be a part of that group of people. Okay. Thank you, Dad. Thank you for the challenge. <clears throat> Yes. I have an announcement to make, but uh, not an announcement, a prayer request. But um, I had a dream a long, long time ago. Uh, and um, I was in the back of a meeting place. There were pews and people were sitting in the pews and somebody was standing beside me and they asked, who are these people? I said, oh, they're people that heard the message about going on to perfection. But now they've just become another denomination. And uh, that dream came to mind again. We don't want to, and that's what can happen if we don't. Uh, there's something else I heard recently. Um, somebody said, I have respect for tradition, but I have a passion for the truth. That's good line. And that seemed to me to divide it. Nothing wrong with tradition, uh, but if there's no truth in it anymore, we don't want to live there. We want to be concerned with dwelling in the truth. Who is Christ? Who is our truth? Lord, we thank you for the night. Uh, thank you for the word, Lord, for the challenge, Lord, to stir us up again, Lord, to uh, be aware of your work in our life, Lord, to be aware of uh, where we may be 
uh, slipping into complacency, Lord, that we would uh, reach out to seek after you, Lord, uh, to stay upon you, Lord. We thank you for all these things, Lord. We do ask that you would uh, keep your hand upon Glenda, Lord, strengthen her, uh, strengthen Joanne, Lord, all the ones here, Lord, they're in uh, long-term uh, needs, Lord. We thank you for their life, Lord, for Mark and Kathy. Thank you for uh, your work and your hope in their life, Lord, each day, Lord. Strengthen them. Uh, we do ask, Lord, that you would uh, keep us safe with all the travel. Go before us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.